This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, this is Sally Shar from Monowells, and you're listening to Tobin Tonight. <laughs> How are things? I know you just said you came from a, a jam session. Uh, I'm guessing during COVID, is this an easier time to do jam sessions? And I'm guessing the answer is F no. No. <laughs> I mean, so I wasn't seeing the guys for like a long time. Like in the beginning of the pandemic, we did the lockdown thing. Like we, we didn't see each other for months. It was great. It was sad. <laughs> like we'd never been that like um, apart from each other for that long. And honestly, over like, six or seven years like we're just always together we see each other more than we see our families so it was a shock to like just be like always together and then like but that was like a really good time for your own personal reflection and growth I think we all came back with a really more like different positive state of mind like like refreshed when we were uh able to get back together but yeah it was when they announced like the bubbles thing that um like they're my bubble so we get to see each other i don't really see many other people because they're the people that i, <laughs> that I see I and mean, we try to keep it really tight-knit um because you know the pandemic's still going on so um you know you got to take that seriously now that we're together it's like i don't know it's great again we had that reflection it's really normal to be together seeing each other it's been yeah it's been great honestly and then uh, i did a couple sessions by myself like writing with other people like through zoom and i loved it personally like i guess i'm just the one percent of people who are like i am loving this zoom shit i love hanging out on zoom like i just grew up as an internet child so to me this is natural it's not like awkward or weird i feel almost like relieved i feel better that i get to chill at home in my pjs while like hanging out with someone rather than like the things I have to do with getting together, like whatever. So not that I don't love that. I'm a, such a social person. Um, but it's been good. I've been right. And today we wrote with someone who was in Germany. So they were okay. on like cam and they could like work with us on our program. And we're like doing that back and forth. And I think it's such a cool thing that we have more of this opportunity now because we kind of have to do it. So we're learning how to do it better. And I think it's only going to contribute to more like, collaborative stuff in more overseas now that we're getting more used to it anyways i talked for so long i'm sorry no no that's that's <laughs> fine going off the monologue there um i, I kind of had two follow-up questions one yeah. when you said that you like zoom and just lounging around in pajamas on the zoom call are you actually in pajamas right now i'm in the clothes that i was at the jam space in but honestly like it's it's sweater sweat sweater it's just sweaters i have my adidas <laughs> my adidas pants on so pretty much like just like sweats you know no yeah. fair enough like i i mean so i had my kind of tobin tonight hoodie on but like i have a heater or like a, a stove right outside this okay. door and it 
I was like waiting. I was like, okay, it's 925. I'm going to wait. And then like five minutes and I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't join right at 930 because of here I was like, it's so warm. She's just going to like, it's like one of those comedy sketches where you just see someone come in with a bucket every so I like, it's like, Brian needs to keep cool during this interview. It's like, well, maybe turn off the stove. We never thought of that. We were just going to pour buckets over your head. I'm like, yeah. And ruin all the equipment. Great. Um, Honestly, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I want to see this. I'm a little disappointed that. Oh, are you? Oh, that's, that's that's too bad. Maybe, maybe in a future episode, I'll come more prepared. Yeah. Did you grow up on like, say MSN? Yeah. those, Those days? Yeah. I, I was yeah, say, definitely. So, uh, you know, before that, it was MySpace. What was before that? Like, I don't know. I, this, could, this could get deep. Like, it could really go back. Like, if I want to think of the origins, like, before MySpace, there was something like Coke Music and, like, Habba Hotel. I don't know if, okay. you know, who's out there? Who knows about this shit? Like, I was there. <laughs> and before that, like, way back, you had, like, Neopets. Like, to me, that's the start of social media was, like, Neopets. And you could be on, like, bulletin boards and forums, or forums as well. There you go. There you go. Yeah. When you're talking about Neopets and the, I think it's, I can't remember what you said. It was the the hotel one. I can't remember. Have a hotel. Yeah. I remember being maybe in junior high. Now, I'm 20, 29, just turned 29 a few, yeah, about a month ago. So, I remember being on that and uh, be, like, 12 in the morning and you're just still, like, just being a, kind of like a loser on it because it's like people around the world and they just walk around chatting and I'm just still like, I just came here to talk, but sure, those two characters are going off together. I guess they're friends. And then like two in the morning, you're like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> I love, I don't know. I'm just one of those people who freaking love it. I love technology. I love the fact that even back then, it's like I get to speak to someone who's in Germany and be friends with them. Like, like that would have been way harder and way more complicated in the past where you'd either have to have like, I don't know, mail, phone, like services, like to meet people. And then also chat roulette was a thing. Yes. Yes. And I made so many legit friends. I know that this is bad. Like I feel bad for my parents not really knowing what the deal was because it was all new. Like how the, how the hell could they have kept up? But I definitely met so many people from the internet. I still do. That's what like, you know, there's dating apps and stuff. You still meet people from the internet all the time. But back then too, I made so many friends from chat roulette, like worldwide. Like I was just in Germany two years ago. And I finally, after talking to someone from chat roulette and then becoming friends with them on Skype, whatever, for 10 years, I met him for the first time and it was amazing. So like, what, where do we, like what an incredible time to be alive is that you can do this and have incredible friendships all over the world and it's just i don't know i'm into it i'm nerdy about it i love it when you're mentioning about meeting these people through skype like i mean it's great because it's kind of like a way to expand a fan base to get yourself even even when you're not thinking that far ahead but like you know just say 10 years time that person says like oh i met them when they're at this peak and now look where they're to like i I know they were talking about i guess it's the weekend who's supposed to be doing like a the halftime show for oh, sick. For, for like football. Uh, no, I again, I'm not, I'm not like a whole overly big with football, but it was just, I, I overheard it and people were saying like, yeah, but 10 years ago he was out from the Eaton center hoping that people would just take his demo. And now if someone has that demo, you're telling me that they're going to be like, 
yeah, I'm throwing that out. No, they're looking at that going, I'm saving this because yeah, it's, it's worth so much now, but just imagine what it could be worth. So that person that met you or you met them in Germany right now, they, they probably like look in their hand and be like, she shook my hand. I, I, I'm, I don't know. Maybe 10 years down the road, this hand could be worth something. <laughs> I mean, I just hope that we stay friends. You know, I, I really do. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm going to get shit for this maybe. I think I'm pretty good at like keeping up with people. Like I'm not, the, I'm not a high maintenance friend by any means. Like I'm the type of person, you don't have to talk to me for like a year. And then we talk and I'm like, what's up? Like, you know, like nothing happened, but I really like that. I feel that I have that type of relationship with so many people that I could not see them for 10 years and see them in real life and just be like, so connected and not weird and awkward and, I'm grateful for that. And with the collaborating, so like one of my favorite like songs I can remember is The Postal Service, Nothing Better. And I remember back then, which was like maybe early 2000s, I loved the story of how the song was written. And because there's like a female and, and uh, Ben Gibbard on it. And apparently, because back then, like it's not as easy to have done the Pro Tools, like like the whatever programs we use for music back and forth, like an email that they like mailed shit back and forth to make the song happen. And I'm like, what? That was so cool. And so now I get to live in the future of like, that's just a thing I can do with anyone in the world. Like anything is possible. I don't have to like be in their physical presence to make something happen. And uh, I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah. I think it's interesting, like when you're mentioning this, because I'm seeing you in the nicest way possible to say this kind of geek out about just technology, which I think is really cool. Um, because I'm a little bit of a, a nerd myself when it comes to technology. Like, I will chat with friends about like, oh, remember like the days of MSN? Remember like doing this? And they're like, they're like, yeah, I remember it. It was like a nauseating. I'm like, wait, you didn't like the thing that knocks on your like your your window when you open it up? You didn't like someone throwing you a water balloon? It's like, no because I didn't know how to turn it off. I'm like, yeah, you just close the screen. When you mentioned MySpace, it's funny because when I was uh, probably like 12, I was reaching out to like, I think it was like Scouting for Girls. It's like a UK band and 10 Second Epic, which is from, I think out West in like Edmonton. And this is like peak lights as well when lights was just on the rise. Sweet. And it was interesting because they kind of retwe- or retweeted, they responded to you on MySpace. And I like hung it up in my room, like they responded. This is great. That's and sick. now knowing communications degree, I'm like, that could have just been the PR person being like, so great that you're a fan, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't know the difference. I thought it was them. So I was like, <laughs> no, but you know what? It wasn't an industry yet. So yeah. In my mind, it probably was them because back then social media wasn't a thing. Like you didn't necessarily have social media managers. It wasn't a job yet. So I believe for you that it was probably real just thinking about that. So I hope that helps. I think it was real, man. They responded. And I respond to everyone. I mean, I don't think I'm as, you know, I don't know how big these people are. I'm not going to claim to be that famous, but I really, really, really put like a lot of time into responding to each and every single person because I think it's so important if they're going to take the time out of their day to say something, then like I really want to give that energy back to them. I'm so grateful for it. It's like a way to show some kind of gratefulness for someone giving their time to us. 
No, absolutely. To kind of get into a little bit of the the band here as well, I, I kind of want to get your interest or your opinion, I guess, of, you know, because at one point you were called ginger ale and mono yeah. ale. Um, so like, why, why did you change the name slightly? Because in my mind, and again, my opinion, basic ginger ale is very Canadian. So when someone would say that, <laughs> I, I'd be like, you're, you got to be a Canadian band, right? They're Canadian band. And if someone was like, no, they're not. I'd be like, you are a liar. You are lying to me. Yeah, so, we got like, Canada Dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. We kind of consider Ginger on the Monowheels to be kind of a different band, even though it's kind of the same lineup. Because I think it was a lot of like, we had just gotten out of university for music and we were really like experimenting and getting to know each other and make music. And so it was really like the beginning stages of what this band would later be. And then when we wanted to take things in a different direction musically, we didn't necessarily want to tie that together. Like we didn't want it to be divorced because we are still what you are from the past. Like you're not going to try to erase that, but we wanted to be just a little bit divorced from that layer. And it didn't make sense. Like, do we start with a new band name? Like we've put so much work into, and again, this is geeking out. Like I put so much work into the SEO of like creating this, entity online and ginger ale two things like we thought it was maybe too generic even though i liked it and then also if you google ginger ale do you think you're gonna fucking find me on the first like 500 pages let me do that no (laughs) (laughs) yeah no so like in that sense it just was like a smarter business move to go with the monowheels because then you could still find us if you wanted to so oh, like it's kind of a business mindset coming in already okay <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like thinking about those things and uh wanting to keep connected while being disconnected but still people finding you you put that work in anyways yeah that kind of stuff i hope yeah, that I, answers I, the question no, no like <laughs> I, I, can, I can definitely see it like i'm thinking of like you know if you're thinking of say popular bands of like if fallout boy decided okay we're going to split this in two like rather than trying to find patrick stump or whatever on like a different platform it's like yeah we're just going to keep the fallout so we're going to just be called fallout and you're like okay easy enough it's like i'll, I'll oh. still i'll still look up fallout boy but they're like did you mean fallout i'd be like whichever one he's in good cool yeah it's yeah like, it's like and then there's the other type of thing where it's like you know with Blink-182, which just kind of changes members. It's still Blink-182, but then there's like, old as it may sound, I feel like I'm one of those people that's like yelling at the yelling at the sky when I'm like, Blink-182, and it's not Tom, Mark, and uh, Travis. I'm like, I mean old Blink-182. Yeah. <laughs> and then they show me old pictures of like them being older. I'm like, no, why don't you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, who are some of your, I guess, musical influences growing up? Because now, you know, uh, one of my friends kind of introduced me to your music that we've had on the podcast. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like it's a little bit of a mix between, for myself personally, it's like a bit of the Avril Lavigne's kind of skater boy side of things. Oh, sick. A, yeah, okay. a little bit of like Alanis set kind of comes in with like the kind of like, oh. I'm, I'm so mad and angst. But uh, like, who did you kind of idolize your music after or someone that you looked at one t- on TV and said, that's what I want to do and you're the reason why? That's like, uh, like a t- too much of a difficult question because I feel like at different stages of my life it would have been different people. So honestly, when I was young, Celine Dion was 
like what my mom listened to or like ABBA was what my dad listened to. So that was the kind of stuff I really loved. Other yeah. than like Lion King, like Sydney movies. Uh, as I got older, yeah, like obvious, like Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls. And then for me, the biggest obsession of all was Britney Spears. I think that was a lot of the reason I know how to sing. It's like I could imitate Britney's voice so well because I learned how to sing that way. So that was one. And then I get into like the more teenage angst years where I loved like Evanescence and then like, oh, probably before that was like Corn and System of okay. a Down, shit like that. And then it was more classic rock. So like Beatles, Zeppelin kind so of it's stuff. A, it's, like, it's like all over the map. Yeah. And then it was like, obviously like a huge influence to me. Not obviously, but for me, it's obvious. Is uh, Queen, Freddie okay. Mercury is a really, really important person to me and that kind of like the human level and the way that he performs and connects with people is just something I'm, I just, I cry about it all the time, honestly. Anytime I see Freddie playing, I'm like, I can't help it. Also concerts, I go to so many friggin' concerts. That is the best like education I could have as a musician is like going to concerts and seeing that. Uh, and as I got older, like, what the hell do I listen to? Oh, like, Childish Gambino, like, live is unbelievable. Tame Paula, James Blake, Courtney Barnett. Like, don't get me started. I'm sorry. Like, I can't stop. That's fair. Like, I... I like, I, White I, Stripes. I, Actually, White Stripes is probably one of the biggest ones, too. Like, Jack White. Now I, I'll let I, you go. <laughs> I, I, I like, though, that it's all over the map, because sometimes when you have acts on or performers they'll tell you like okay this one was big but then like but this was my influence like I grew up listening to this um but I'm kind of like you like I know this is I'm not into like I'm not doing the musical side of things but like someone could play me Backstreet Boys someone could play me Spice Girls John Mayer like Avril Lavigne yes you mentioned it was a huge fan yeah Yeah. John Mayer it's it's just like all over the place and then there's people that will be like you're telling me that you can listen to any type of music. I'm like, for the most part, yes. Like there are people that were like, don't you ever play me country? And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, I'm not over the moon with Taylor Swift all the time, but sure. There are songs that you will see me in the back of a car going like humming along. They're like, do you, hum- you humming Taylor Swift? Oh, yeah. like, no, no, totally. No, totally. Oh, dude, shake it off is a bop. <laughs> yeah. I love shake it off. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm like, I'm totally not ashamed at loving pop oh, well, music. Well, like I'm not gonna I'm just like it's such a thing and I just never want to act cooler than that like it is who I am and what I grew up in uh, on and I love it I love pop music like shoot me you know I don't know what to say it's interesting because like you know some of the stuff that we are talking about with music even the lesser bands that you kind of grew up to appreciate over time like I like Third Eye Blind. I like the, okay. uh, but like when I listened to the song when I was younger, I, I can't believe that like an eight-year-old Brian would turn off the TV and be like, this is not my thing. And then, you know, 20 years later, or even when you're in your 20s, maybe going through a bad breakup or a crush, you're like, totally get this song. And then someone's like, actually, that song's about drugs. Don't know what you're relating to it because you're like clean edge as shit. And you're just still like, but the way it makes me feel it's like I kind of understand it even though yeah. it's not what it's supposed to be like you're like okay you grow you can you, relate that's music yeah. Yeah. yeah I like that's why I don't really love to tell people what you know our songs are about or in general because I'm like 
why does it fucking matter? I want it to be what it is to you. Growing up, like, hearing the shit, like, as someone who, like, you know, would have never dated as a child, I still was listening to that and, like, relating it to my, like, kindergarten crush who knew nothing about me. Like, it's just, you. I love that about music. It doesn't have to be about the exact thing that it's about. You can take, sometimes I take a lyric, one sentence, and that makes it for me. That song is about this thing because this thing relates to me in this way, and I get connected to it that way. And I was listening, actually, it makes me think of, like, Regina Spector, who I love, also one of the people I would have been on my list of coming up. But I was listening to her the other day after not listening to her for years. And I put the same stuff on and I'm like, whoa, I had no idea what this is about. <laughs> like, yeah. Now I do. But back then I had no idea. Like I hadn't even gone through those experiences to have understood what the fuck she was talking yeah. about. But I still cried. And, yeah. I was looking, and I still have that. But just now, like, it's cool because you can grow up and appreciate music in a different way even that you didn't even have when you were younger because you have different experiences yeah like i i feel like growing up and i guess you you will have a, a good opinion or take on this because you mentioned about britney spears for you but um i know for me personally it was like backstreet boys or nsync it's like you can't like both of them but i did but i always rooted for like backstreet boys but as you get older you're kind of like, I, I i as you're <laughs> older i'm like i hope it's like i kind of hope nick and justin are not hating each other i hope they're like okay with each other and then like you know, watching Britney and Christina and like everyone would be like, well, Britney can sing and dance. What can Christina can just sing, but it's like, yeah, but how good can she sing? And then you listen to some of the songs, like, uh, like I turn to you when I'm younger, I'm like, this is boring. I want to see Jeannie in a bottle. I want to see this, this, this. And when you get older, you're like, I feel like Christina Aguilera should come up to my face and be like, punch me in the throat. Because <laughs> it's like, I didn't appreciate everything you put into that song. And same with like yeah. Britney, like you're so used to seeing Britney dance and sing, but then when you hear lucky and it's, I, I mean, it's kind of like a far fetched idea here, but like when you see the state of Britney now, which I'm sure she's okay. I'm sure like, don't freak out with Britney. Hashtag free yeah, Britney. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the, like, when you hear the song lucky, you're like, wow, like this must have been a point in her life that she kind of went through all this stuff. She's feeling like, okay, you only care about the star. And still, when you're a kid, you're like, love the song. She's great. But personally, she could be going through a tough time. And you're like, don't care. Love the song. That's great. But when you get older, you're like, ah, I really kind of felt like someone should have went over and hugged her after that. Yeah, no, I think I personally am enjoying your like, knowledge of this stuff i can really connect on that level yeah because i was also like bsb even though in sync was also fantastic yeah. but yeah it was a thing and you had to like choose your team um but you know it's like and i don't want to i will never trash britney but now that i'm older and i tell you that like i learned how to sing from britney a piece of me is like, fuck, why couldn't I have been a Christina girl? Because, yeah. like, the shit that I would have been learning to do would have been so good. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> I was with the more basic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, it is what it is. Like, I, I mean, guess I both, can listen to her now. Both successful. Like, so it's, like, either way. It's not like yeah. it's not like you're it, – it's like if you're going into a draft and, like, this – either one of these are your music teachers. It's, like, not a bad choice. It's, like, if yeah. one of them chooses you, you're not going to be like, ah, oh, shit. 
You're going to be like, yeah. okay, I'm going to learn something here. But, I, I know some sick 90s yeah, dance yeah. moves. <laughs> yeah. So I get, to, I get to leave with that. Yeah. I want to see those in those music videos. I want to see instead, like more, more dance moves. <laughs> you will. Actually, yeah. I just got the first cut of our next video. That's not coming out for a long time. But you get to see some of my, I just made shit up on the spot. So it is super 90s because that's all I know. So you'll get to see that a little bit. Awesome. I'll look forward to that. It'll be like, yeah. we'll, we'll do it. We'll do a follow-up uh, pre, like post interview on it. And then you'll be like, so these yeah. moves I did. And I'd be like, it looks like they edited really good because there it looks like you kind of hit yourself in the face. It's like, Oh yeah, they edited that out. Like, okay, good. <laughs> well, like what we need to do next time then is I'm just teaching you a dance tutorial and you have to like be ready and we're just dancing. That's the uh, entire oh, okay. podcast. Okay. That sounds, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a TikTok world there. I mean, if, if we're going for the TikTok. It's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you ranked, I believe number two on a chart in Canada as an independent act that hadn't been done. Like you no independent act had ranked that high. Ooh. And in my mind, I know it's, you might be like flattered at this or might be like, don't ever compare me to that person. But like Lisa Loeb came to mind when I read that. Cause I was like, geez, she was an independent act, not signed. And then she went to number one in the States. And I was like, True. came out of nowhere. So when I read that, I was like, okay, that has got to give them a little bit of attention. Record companies or labels going like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're telling me an independent act that none of us have signed has ranked number two. It's like, yeah, you might want to give them a call. <laughs> Yeah, like we're like, I'm honestly, that's like one of our, I think for all of us, it's like, we're very proud of it because we are un, unsigned. We are up until a couple months ago, we were unmanaged. So like we managed ourselves, we're self-managed and everything we've done is like all our blood, sweat and tears, plus our all or team. nothing. Get that. All or nothing. There you go. It is all <laughs> or nothing. It is. That's our life. And it truly like we mean it, except we also I have to always say we have a small team that works with us that like technically we're the label and we, now we actually own the label. So we we started the label because we essentially were doing that. We were running a label and had all the all the players on our team and managing all of that. And um and the most amazing thing is like the people on our team, even though we're not signed or anything, they believe in us and they care just as much as us. Like when we're putting out a song, they're all like, here we go. We're excited. And so it, it just really speaks to the testament of having people that champion you. Like, yeah, I, I will say like, yeah, we did this on our own with our small team and, and we're incredibly proud of that being possible because what you hear you know, is that it's not, is like, that's not how it happens. You don't get to be on the radio or do, like, that's just a dream or something. Yeah. But like our dreams came true in a lot of ways and we were able to do it without giving up anything creative at all. Like we just get to have free reigns on our creativity and our music and with, and also percentage, like we don't have to really give up money yeah. to a label or whatever. So even, and that's something else, like when people are, um, investing in us, you're literally investing in us. Not like a crazy amount of like a label or something. You buy a record, comes into my email and I'm like, oh man, thank you. So uh, yeah, we're really thankful and grateful for it. And we will look at an opportunity if it comes forward that we want to sign. It really depends. Like I'm never going to shut the door on anything, yeah, yeah. but like until we have something that's doing better than what we're doing or that we're happy with, 
then we're never going to settle. Like we don't, we're not like desperate for like a label or anything like that. And we're really proud to be in that position because especially in this pandemic and this time and place, like we're very fortunate for that. And we really understand that. The All or Nothing, that's kind of the song that I listened to it a few times on YouTube. And again, I'm going to be directly honest. It's not, it's not my style to be like, oh, and this was great, blah, blah, blah. And then later be like, it's total crap, blah, blah, blah. Like the first time I was listening to it, I'm like, okay, I, I, I need some time. I need two or three listens. And then by like the fourth listen, they're like, you just listened to that song and you already know some of the words. I'm like, I'm okay with that. I had to give it a few few listens. But I think it's great. I'm glad you like it. Like it, it really em- com- like embodies a lot of us as a band. Like I'm, I'm like here, but talking about Jordan and Zach as well. Like we really are the type of people that like we're either going to fucking do it and like just like con- how do I say just like perfectionist and controlling and just like me- like all the most annoying like obsessive obsessively yeah. do it. OCD. <laughs> Obsessively, just like everything, like more than anyone ever needs to do, or we don't do it at all. Like, that's just like, we're trying to get better at balance. We know yeah. like balance is a good thing, but it's hard. We're just like, really, I mean, I've always been that type of person. Like, I just either go all in or, or in, nothing. Or yeah. nothing. <laughs> I don't, I, like, what's, what's the fun in being lukewarm? You know, I'm not, I'm not so, I mean, I'm sure that's just like much more healthier for your mental health, but. It's fun. In 2020 here, we're dealing with COVID. Uh, I guess a lot of stress, a lot of people are like a little bit anxiety. So like, what are some things that are kind of calming you down? Like I know you said about recording and then that's peaceful to you because these people are part of your bubble. So it's kind of easing. Recording is not peaceful, but (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of emotion. That's why there's lots of emotions happening. Um, sorry, I let you finish your sentence. No, 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 that's fine. I was yeah. going to say, like, with, with, like, COVID and, of course, with people kind of being anxious, like, what are some things that are, you're doing to keep calm? Because I know some artists have done live streams, even just to get their own little kind of uh, revenue in, but to kind of ease the fans of, like, hey, not everything is in the dark because, you know, sports could be gone, but we're still here to kind of keep you entertained. And I think some acts really like live streaming because, like you've mentioned earlier, with media – or new social media, you can actually see people comment in real time that if you're at a concert, you're not going to see someone like three aisles back yelling out like, oh, we went to school together and I love you. It's like- I mean, oh, sometimes yeah, you're yeah. like, who are you? I can't see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like meet me after the show. It's like, I can't, you don't know me. Well, work your way down. It's like, yeah. throw him down here. No, don't throw him down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, what are things that keep you kind of relaxed or like focused? I mean, on a personal level, painting, watching, I love scary movies. I, it, it chills me out. Scary movies? That would be like, if we were watching a scary movie right now, I'd be like, you can watch this by yourself. I'm out. I'm going to just stay downstairs and watch yeah. a comedy. <laughs> I just, I really love it. I find like, I'm really, I think it's very artful stuff. Horror movie, even when it is gruesome, it's still art. Like I'm interested in that. So it's just, fun i'm not i'm no no i'm not a squeamish person oh, I, I find a lot of <laughs> calmness in like cooking or taking care of something like i have i'm making things like kombucha or like kimchi just like plants like taking care of something else i think is really nice 
uh, and just talking to your friends and and like even if it's not in real life, just like keeping up with them and being there for each other. Uh, so many things. There's so many wonderful things. There's so many great things to do in the world. Like it's and like I know when I was a kid and my mom would be like, I'm at home and I'd be like, yeah. I'm bored. I'm bored. You know, like you don't want to be home and you're like, I want to go outside. I just go to the <laughs> mall. I'm bored. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like in the quarantine thing. And I was like, how could I have ever been bored? Yeah. Like there's so much you can do. You can do fucking anything you want. Like it's just, it was beautiful. I, I started playing basketball. I don't have played basketball in my life. I suck. It's okay, so one, fun. One-on-one. One, next time we're, we're on a meeting, one-on-one. Yeah, I, like, no. that's what I mean. Like, I would have never thought. I was too busy to think about, like, it would be fun to play basketball. Or, like, I longboard, but I don't, um, like, skateboard as much. I'm like, I'm going to pick that back up. Like, it's just picking up things that you always wanted to start or you didn't even think of starting, like, it's great. I, I love it. I, I think there's an endless amount of things to be able to pick up and do or like things that you always wanted to do and didn't have the time, whether it was like cleaning something or whatever. I think it's all fantastic. Yeah, no, in fairness, though, I, and again, you can throw in a random number here if you want. I'm not going to like put you on the spot. I'll put myself on the spot. Now, I was born 91. What are you in 90, like 92, 93? Not nah, dog, I'm 91. 91, okay. So yeah. I feel like we have... Uh, in fairness to the younger generation now, we didn't grow up with these iPads in our face. So we had to go out and have an imagination. It's like, I, I kind of make the joke of the friends reference where it's like Chandler says, my mom just threw me into glass. And then all the girls like, did she really, did she really do that? And it was like glass, sand, whatever. And I was just still like, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. It's just basically like, Brian, you spent too much time on the video game today. Go out and do it. And they're like, I don't want to do anything. Like, what are you talking about? And like, and the next minute you go outside, you're like, I guess I could imagine this place is like infested with like rats and I'm going to just climb up this tree to stay out of the way. And then you just make your own imagination where like kids day is like, well, if you don't have my iPod, I'm kind of lost. I'm like, well, go get lost. Go do something. Again, like I'm just like the wrong person to talk to you about this stuff because I'm so like jealous almost of kids our days. <laughs> I'm like, dude, if you had an iPad and you are into music or making music, like you could be a fucking 10 year old making full tracks and full like drums and guitar and everything. Like that was, you know, much different in our time. It was much more complicated. And so for me, I'm like, whoa, I could be like a 12 year old making six figures if I want to. (laughs) Like the possibilities are, and you can make videos, you can like all this stuff that would have been cool back then that we did in a different way or shittier. I think it was just different. And I'm excited to see the future of what that means for those people and how freaking creative it's going to be, you know? I feel like there's like good and bad, like the good side, obviously you're looking at the good of it, but I feel like the bad side is like when I'm watching like a a five-year-old, like doing an unraveling on YouTube where it's like, we're going to do this unboxing. I'm like, okay, you're going to play for that. Like for five minutes, someone else is going to send you something to unbox. And then when this all ends, whether you're like, you're five now, so just say this all ends at seven or eight. You're just going to be one of those kids going to be like, I need something to unbox. I need something to unbox. Someone got to look at me. I've heard, and it's crazy because I'll listen to like what my niece watches sometimes on YouTube. And like, I kind of get a little bit disgusted watching them play like Fortnite. And it's not them. They're watching someone else play Fortnite. And they're like, 
I've noticed that you didn't follow me on my channel. So here's the following link. I'm like, you should be happy, number one, that you have a thousand people following you. Don't like chastise people because they're not following you. Just be happy that you have what you have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm guilty. I watch people play Sims on YouTube and I find it actually very calming. Oh, yeah? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I'm the, I'm the wrong, you know, I'm a 91 kid, but I'm just like so fascinated by what we have and what is happening in the future like being in high school right now and being able to do it online like sick <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that's freaking sick i hated going to yeah. school you know so like it's just different and i'm really excited for what that brings like we yeah. brought a much different thing than what our parents had obviously they were horrified for us in many ways of like things that were happening for us in that time that they didn't have. Yeah. We had it differently, but like, here we are, we're fine. We're great. And yeah. I think, um, <laughs> I think that's going to be the future. Okay. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think they'll do okay. You yeah. know, I look forward to seeing that. I look forward to being an old fuck and being like, not like, Hey, you kids. I'm <laughs> being like, sick like that's yeah, yeah. what i want that's i feel the like I, I feel want. like that's what i want to see i want to see you dress up as an old lady and then pretend like you are right now and then like some kid goes like look what i've got nanny you're like sick let nanny yeah. take a look at that and then it's like no nan you can't have it. you're like listen here and like, like yeah. fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll be like like they'll be like kids like your grandkids looking at me like that's that's my nan going down the street like nodding their head shaking and then there's like the one-off kid he's like love your nan she's great <laughs> yeah well there's that meme of like the like the old woman with her walker oh yeah and they're like okay nana i'm like that's me every time every time there's something that the grandma says i'm like that's me what do you have in plan for 2021 like you know even with i guess just the month upcoming like what are some of your goals that you're looking forward to because i know 2020 like i've said prior is it seems like a lot of a, a bit of a down year for everyone so sometimes it's nice to have, I guess, goals or something to look forward to or aim at. Like me personally, I just kind of hope in 2021, like I know this is the smallest little goal, but usually at the end of December, Spotify sends you like your listenership or whatever. I haven't got one yet because I haven't, I wasn't on Spotify till earlier this year, but I'm just so interested if they're like, you have one listener. I'd be like, yes, Spotify knows I have one listener. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dope. I hope you yeah. do too, man. Yeah. So, like, what are some of your kind of end goals for, like, going into the next year, I guess? Well, we've already, like, it's already planned. Like I said, we're, uh, the next video is already getting done. The artwork for this one, the next one, like, we're kind of already in motion. So, for me, it's more just, like, lining them up and knocking it down and being, like, I'm stoked for you guys to see what's coming. Like, I get to see it before, and it's deadly to, like, not just, like, blurt it out because... Um, you know, all or nothing. It's funny, like it happened for me already. And then we put it out after like, it's realized. Yeah. But right now I'm just like in this phase, we're all in these phases of making everything else. And so I'm already like, I already know what's coming for you that you don't know. And I'm yeah. so excited. And there's a, a the, there's more songs coming that I'm really, really excited about. And then we're putting out a record um next year early next year so right now i'm actually working on like the cover art for the album and all that stuff and i'm just like i like that's the kind of stuff it comes out and i'm like, like <laughs> sweet it's yeah. out there i can't wait to see someone hold it or like 
I don't know, they do an Instagram story with the thing or they're listening to the song and I'm just like, this is wild. This yeah. is, like, I live for it. Like, we, and shows. Once live shows come back, like, um, I do like recording. It's one, one thing that is it's fun, but, like, for me, it's, like, live shows. Yeah. I love to go to them. I like to be at them. I love to play them. I'm looking forward to live shows again. That's going to do it for this episode of Tobin Tonight. Our thanks to Sally Shar for coming on to the show. Remember... You can find past, present, and future episodes on TobinTonight.com, Spotify, and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and leave a comment or two. For Tobin and myself, this is Jacob Sane. Thank you for listening, and good night. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. Just remember, anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast. That's right. Find us at thecashkidpodcast.com or listen in on places like Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or YouTube. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.